0: Apparently, all you need is love hmm. da, 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 da. you want to sing it don't you and I don't know if you know but love love changes everything hmm. it really does Oh, and I don't know if you know about the power of love yeah I won't bother singing but love is like all around us i'm sorry i'm just quoting songs in case you didn't realize but isn't it interesting that a lot of people feel like they've got a lot of information a lot to speak about when it comes to love and valentine's day we think about love love it's all around us it's everywhere as that song Says, And it's something that lots of us would like, would seek after, want to give. Love is a truly remarkable thing. And whilst there's lots written about love, how can we know what real love is? Hi, my name is Mark Greenwood and I want to talk to you today for a few moments about love. I read this brilliant story a number of years ago of how there was a couple and uh, it was their silver wedding anniversary and um, the shopping centre was packed and uh, a gentleman walked around with his wife and then he surprised her because suddenly she was nowhere to be seen. She was a little bit worried as she couldn't find him and if this was supposed to be like a together day and so she called him on his mobile phone to find out where he was and then in a quiet voice he said do you remember the jewellers we went to five years ago and now you saw a diamond ring that we just couldn't afford at that time and you fell in love with it and you said one day i would love to own that diamond ring and i said one day darling i will get you that diamond ring to show you how much i love you do do you remember that shop i do darling I do he said do you remember next door to that shop there was a pub there was a deathly silence as he said well I'm there you know where to find me I'm not quite sure that was what she was expecting love's a very very interesting thing it can be a bit fluid can't it, it can be a little bit wafer thin sometimes but I guess all of us would like real love So where do we find out what real love is? Well, the best place to go to if you want to find out what real love is, is to a definition written by somebody who actually said he was loved. For those of you who are familiar with the Bible, you will understand what I say if I say please turn to 1 Corinthians 13 and verse 4. And if you're not familiar with the Bible, you might not understand those words, though I think you will have heard them at a wedding and and heard These words being read out from the Bible, written by God through a man called Paul, God who is love, maybe has something worth thinking about when it comes to knowing what love really, really is. Let me read these sentences to you. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not Boast, it is not proud, it does not dishonor others, it is not self seeking, it's not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrong, wrongs. Love does not delight in evil but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. And it goes on to say uh, a bunch of other things. But I'd like us just to think about a few of those things that I think help us to understand what love is. And that means if we begin to understand what love is, maybe as a world, we'd be a whole lot more um, effective at loving other people. Love is not self-seeking. In other words, love tries to put other people first I came across this story a little while back it's it's called the seven stages of the married cold in the first year sugar dumpling I'm really worried about you my baby girl you've got a bad sniffle and there's there's just no telling what could happen I'm going to put you in hospital this afternoon for a general checkup and, and a good rest I know the food's rubbish but I'll bring you your favorite pizza from pizza Bella. I, I've already sorted it out don't worry in the second year, listen, darling. I don't like the sound of that cough, and I've called the doctor to rush over here right away. Now, now, you go to to bed and be a good girl. Third year, maybe you better lie down, honey. Nothing like a little rest when you feel a bit lousy. I'll bring you something later. Have we got any canned soup? Fourth year. Now, look, dear, be sensible. After you've fed the kids, got the dishes done, and the floor finished, you better lie down. Fifth year. Why don't you just take a couple of aspirin, for goodness sake. Sixth year, I wish you'd just gargle or something instead of just sitting around and barking like a seal all evening. Seventh year, I have to count my fingers then. For Pete's sake, stop sneezing, woman. Are you trying to give me pneumonia? Isn't it interesting how so often in relationships the love can just get a little bit less self-sacrificing, can get a little bit less like you're putting the person that you love um, the most first. Somebody once said when a man opens the door or when uh, a man opens the car door for his wife, either the car is new or his wife is. I love that. I love that. Proper makes me chuckle. But you know, here's the interesting thing. This God who is love, who wrote these words through this man called Paul, he says and reminds us that he himself, God, demonstrated his love for us, in that while we were still enemies of God and didn't want anything to do with him, whilst we were still separated from him, because rather than loving him, we loved our own ways, Christ died for us. Isn't it interesting that God put us first, even when we weren't putting him first? Love forgives. It also talks about in that little reading, it says that it keeps no record of of wrongs. Love forgives but keeps no record of wrongs. That's what that little reading says. It doesn't store them up to retrieve them later. There's a lovely little story told, I don't know how true it is, of a young country lass who married a very stern farmer and uh, they were driving back to the farm after the wedding uh, on a horse and cart, and the horse stumbled and the farmer said to the horse that's once and then a little further on it stumbled again and the farmer said to the horse that's twice and the horse got back up and they carried on and the horse stumbled again and the farmer said that's three times and with that he pulled out his gun and shot the horse dead. Immediately his new wife turned to him and said, what on earth do you think you're doing? The farmer looked at his new wife and said, that's once. I don't know how many times he was prepared to forgive the wife, I hope more than the horse, to be honest with you. But real love keeps no record of wrongs. It seems we're not very good at that in the world. And yet that's what real love is. Somebody once said that an ideal marriage is a deaf husband and a blind wife. But surely an ideal marriage is a husband and a wife who see and hear everything, each of us faults and still keep on forgiving. Wouldn't that be amazing if in our world we could learn not to keep a record of wrongs both personally both globally with countries and what about in our own lives and in church life just to completely forgive each other I wonder whether you might have some unforgiveness in your heart it's not real love if we harbor forgiveness and we keep a record of wrongs I love that sentence in the Bible and it's God speaking and he said, I will forgive their evil and their wickedness and remember their sins, their wrongdoing no more. Do you know, God doesn't forget. He chooses not to remember. How much more powerful is that rather than it being something that just slips his mind like some careless person? No, he said, look, actually, I'm going to choose Not to remember that. God, this great loving God who's never done anything wrong, chooses to forgive us. How much more should we who have been forgiven much be prepared to forgive, to choose to remember no mourn god 's great demonstration of Jesus on the cross was about God saying, "I not only forgive you, I not only love you, but I choose not to remember your wrong things. Wow, how incredibly liberating is that for us as human beings. Uh, the next little thing that it says love is, that I just want to draw your attention to for a few moments today, is very, very simply this. It's not proud. It's not proud. It's it's willing to say maybe I was wrong in that situation. Maybe I'm to blame. Maybe there's something that I can do. I wonder whether you today might have to take a step, say there's something that I can do to resolve the situation. I read a story of a a woman who was suffering from depression and her husband was beside himself. He didn't know what to do, so he he took her down to the doctor and they sat in the room. The doctor listened and watched the husband. And then the doctor said, the treatment I prescribe is really quite simple. And with that, he leant across the table, uh, grabbed a hold of the woman by the head, Brought her face towards him and gave her a massive kiss on the lips. She sat down and the big smile appeared on her face. And the doctor looked at the husband and said, see, that's all she needs two or three times a week or once a week. And the man looked at the doctor and said, great, I'll bring her in on Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays. I think he was Kind of missing the point. The point was he needed to accept some of the blame, all the blame for his wife's lack of happiness. Real love accepts the blame. It's not proud, it's it's not arrogant, it's not thinking it's always somebody else at fault, but rather I may have contributed to that issue. I wonder for you today you could have a little look through that reading for those of you who already know Jesus I've just picked out three bits from there maybe you could have a little look at that reading and just reflect today and think well maybe I'm at fault maybe I need to forgive maybe I need to take the blame you could have a little look at the other bits of the definitions and reflect and just ask yourself the question with me asking myself Do I have real love for people and for God? And for those of you who may be listening in today who at this moment in time haven't considered becoming a Jesus follower, to accept real love is to accept God. And I say there's three ways that you can think about what you hear today. You can say a big yes, which is to say, yes, God, I commit my life to you. But you might not be in a place to say that. I'd love to encourage you to say what I call a little yes, which is making an intentional decision to investigate this love, this God. And you might not even feel ready to do that. But I wonder whether I might encourage you to become open-minded, to become what I call a healthy maybe, and to to just kind of say to yourself, "Well, maybe the love that I'm really looking for." is found in this God and keep it healthy just keep it open-minded all you need is love love changes everything and there is real power in love but the love that's found in God thank you